Welcome to Season 2 of Community, a podcast by Sisos Africa. Last season, we focused on the effects of COVID-19 within various communities in Uganda, from artists to workers to doctors to businessmen and women. This season, we set alight our campfire with stories and conversations on giving within our communities. Join us as we unpack and celebrate giving in Uganda and across the continent. We would love to hear from you. You can catch us every Thursday on Anchor or on the SafeSource website. Welcome to our conversation. In conversation with us today is Quizera and he's going to tell us a bit about himself. So Quizera, who are you? Quizera. Mm-hmm. Who am I? <laughs> Not yes. in the existential. Now he's an artist, so I see him like trying to dig deep to yeah. tell us. No, 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 just in simple terms. Quizera, <laughs> who am I? I go philosophical and yes, you know, yes. start talking about being and mm-hmm, all of that. But Quizera mm-hmm. in the simple, in the simplest way, I think is a is a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Born in the hills of southwestern Uganda. That is covered. That could be anywhere. That <laughs> I was is, just going to say that could be anywhere. That is covered yeah, to be specific. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, slowly by slowly, I have found myself falling into a career path that is of a visual artist. Mm-hmm, to break mm-hmm, it down, mm-hmm. I am a painter and an illustrator. The two disciplines that are a little bit different, but also they influence each other. Okay. You know, so as an illustrator, um, basically, that is an element in communication design so in simple words that's to say i make drawings that are used for all sorts of different purposes in mm-hmm. advertising children's storybooks mm-hmm. uh, commercial spaces and billboards illustrations in the media you've seen some uh, as political commentary on mm-hmm. social media and used in the newspapers those are illustrations but as a painter i it's a freedom of expression in an art form, I must say, where you can almost close your eyes and by use of any medium, throw things on a canvas, Mm -hmm. let's say a canvas as a a surface, and call it a work of art. So I love to work with all media, not really all, all is a bigger word, but Mm -hmm. I'm quite versatile when it comes to media. Also that's to say I get bored with one media and hop onto another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I come from watercolors to uh, acrylics on canvas, to charcoals, mixing charcoals with watercolors. I draw digitally to yeah to adopt to my illustration too, like I told using a computer as a tool, thanks to the postmodern possibilities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Quizera is a lover of nature, mm-hmm. a player of basketball mm-hmm. in his, <laughs> his few uh, hours uh, that I can get through the day. Uh, I like to play some musical instruments, I play a flute, mm-hmm. traditional instruments uh, mm-hmm. to be specific. Okay. I find them, they take me back to to where I come from in a way or the other, from my past, you know, being a nomadic inclination through Rwanda to the hills of Buchiga, uh, as cattle keepers, we had a flute Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as one of the instruments that gather cows, you know, when they are wide across the field. Do you have a flute? Can you play for us at the end of this? I do have a flute, yes. Yeah. Will you? I don't mind uh, playing a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, For the listeners, I am actually seated in 
Cuisinera's home, which is also his workspace, and the space is just amazing. The thank painting you. that thank he's you, talking about you. is ultra, ultra amazing. The reason we're having this conversation is Civ mm. Source Africa recently released a book of proverbs on African giving and generosity. And on our social media, Cuisinera is one of those that I had a back and forth with, and a statement that he made stood out said i wish i had illustrated this book what made you feel that what what about the proverbs captured that for you well for the start even before the proverbs were about generosity and sharing and all of that i loved the idea that these were african proverbs for me africa is the genesis for me it's the start of uh, all this that i know life to be speak for who I am and who I believe to be. So it came to me as, um, again, to tell you in my art forms as an illustrator, when I see something that, that give me a sense of belonging in one way or the other, I always want to hope on it, mm -hmm. almost just grasp it in its uh, real time mm -hmm. and have no choice but want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. So I was, first of all, humble. Why? Because being picked to illustrate something that is African, yeah? African means not only has to benefit me, but it stands for generations to come. It taps into the history that is the past. Mm -hmm. That is knowledge that we cannot do without. If we are trying to find our way, shaping our future uh, as Africans, you know, rethinking our being, not just as an artist, because I am... I almost have an obligation to be part of that, but as a human being first. Mm -hmm. It gave me a sense of belonging, first of all. I grew up listening to Zay Karwemira, who was on radio, you know, trying to bridge the gap between young people and, and the older generation into this that we call ours, from language to cultural ways and traditions. And for me, which has stayed in my work, as, as I continue, maybe I didn't talk about Pan-Africanism as mm. being one I of I was my... just going to say, mm. to jump in and say, even as you're speaking right here, right now, I can see that African resonates, Africa resonates with and for you. So what is that? Where, where... Tell us something about that. Oh, I, I, I've, <laughs> never been, I've never been much of, uh, of an extremism, mm. uh, an extremist, if I might say, mm -hmm. because any form of extremism is bad for anybody. Mm -hmm. Drink a lot of water, it will drop you down, yet it is life. You say it is necessary for mm -hmm. you to stand. Mm -hmm. But this, for me, like I said earlier, gives me a feeling of home. You know, art, art, art has been that for me, mm -hmm. yeah? So thematically, everything I choose has to be in line with what I call uh, home. And that's a simple way uh, of saying things that I have learned to call myself, to know as who I am. Yeah, and Pan-Africanism has kind of fallen into the same, into the same agenda. So that for me, when, when I think about what it is to be uh, an African, before I become an African artist or mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm, else, mm -hmm. it is, I mean, uh, history has, probably history hasn't been written too much to favor Africa at large. So things that I create, if by far they are not inclined to 
a little Africanism. I, I feel a little bit of void. You know, if I take too long with projects that don't have an element of Pan-Africanism, I might say, I feel a little bit of left out in a way or the other. Because that for me, that for me stands for so much more than just what is mine. Yeah. And what other way of, uh, you know, trying to communicate to, to the future you know, through what you have known for the past, Africa, Pan-Africanism has taught me what, what it is to be me as an African. Yeah. So, I mean, if that is not inspiration, I don't really know what is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great. And I know that you and I also have talked about the role of art in mm. preserving mm. Africa, yeah. Africanness. Preserving any yeah. culture, yeah. Mm -hmm. Going back to the past, uh, our forefathers sculpted all sorts of tools to carve out stone into knives. They, they had cave art, you know, to yes. almost uh, record or document their ways of, of livelihood, the way of lifestyle, almost preserve, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Egyptians did it, you could see through their, through their art, through their artifacts, uh, and they held it on a very, on a very, uh, on a bigger pedestal, you know, coming, uh, going back, uh, even if I took you to African history, to to European history, uh, to art history through Europe, way before the Renaissance, art has always been a big, a big tool in shaping the way of life uh, of people. Really, being politically or socially, it has it has been at the forefront. That's why years come and you hear of a thousand years of called the Dark Ages in the medieval times, where art was rendered not to be seen. You know, because of the strength and the impact it had on, on people's lives, changing people's, changing the politics of a state, that's not something you would call very light, mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, so the evolution gets so many shifts. That's where Islamic art comes from, because they realize figurative art was being understood by, by so many people. Yeah. So they burn it, and uh, no, the Islamic art comes as a shift that is now decorative in style. That's why you see Muslims don't have figures in their in their art, but rather typeface mm -hmm. and patterns of decoration through their architecture, through their... So art has been shifting. You can't step on something that powerful, not for too long. Yeah. Even a thousand years of dark ages had to evolve new ways of art mm -hmm. to what we call now as postmodern art mm -hmm. contemporary art contemporary basically means you the freedom to have art be an expression in any way it can now that is by far the most amazing thing that has yeah, happened yeah. if you ask me do you think uh, we're still you know in various as countries around the world in various pathways of getting through covid mm. would you call covid a sort of dark ages for art maybe not because at the same time we saw a lot of sprouting mm, mm. maybe i call it the dark ages in countries like ours where you might find some artists because they couldn't survive have literally had to put their art to bed for a while mm, so mm. just i don't know tell me what you what you think covid has done to art well yeah for the start covid uh, like any other bad times comes a, a rejuvenation at the end of the day. It's mm -hmm. a little sunrise to a sunset. Art cannot be brought down by days. You see, from a thousand years, art yeah. had to 
revived. That's, yeah? right, That's yeah. what the renaissance mm. is really, a rejuvenation, a rebirth. So COVID has, yes, affected a good number of uh, creatives in very many ways, mentally, you know, by material, by, you know, in production. But uh, for me, I wouldn't see it as all a bad thing, mm. you know. Uh, if I take you back to what nature teaches us best, because even our goals and our forefathers were really nature inclined. For me, nature has been a bigger, a bigger educator. I almost pay a bigger ear to listen and, and internalize things, meditate on them, slice and, and form and rediscover things. So yeah, art has no choice but find a way uh, to rejuvenate. Some of the best crafts have been made in dark times, you know. Pain might be pain, dark times, any wrong side or dark side of the, the yin and yang uh, might be what downweighs people. But for a creative process, this, if tapped into right, yeah, if you ask me, might be the best time you create some of the most powerful things ever made. Because you are given time to almost introspectively fall back and search and find what it is that you, first of all, believe in, that what you are. It's like a, a shake on a body that is almost falling down mm -hmm. to revamp you. Yeah. It is a it is a car a battery that has died that needs to yes. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. needs yeah, that, to be jumped jump start. Yeah. Yes, yes so yeah such uh, some hindrances could be in one way they could affect the process of of art the industry at large but once capitalized on very well in very many possibilities of course there are people that are willing to give a little bit of of help here and there they are. Uh, organizations that are ready to listen to whatever anybody wants to talk about so I think if you are if you are keen and open to feeling what this what a time like COVID time is I think there's so much we can find as creatives mm -hmm. to even come out rather much stronger okay. yeah I think another pressure for us in Uganda on top of COVID is currently what we are going through a renewed clampdown. It's not the first in our history, but mm. a renewed clampdown on art and art history and artists. What are your comments about that? How how does art come out stronger through this this ditch that we're going through? Mm, the challenge is there without without a doubt. First of all by our state. You know, if if you're your state hasn't even recognized you as a, as a bigger entity, as a contributor to the politics of the state, to the social being uh, at large. It means they don't hold you any, you don't benefit in any angle, in one way or the other. But uh, with, in many ways, uh, a creative is always making things. If, whether you are in shortage of surplus of material or, uh, or things, uh, whether your mental state is not Right. All that all those are channels that can actually inspire creation, you know. So maybe we become more organized to blame for what is ours by the standards of the state. You know, first of all we are we are under a are we under a, a ministry <laughs> of gender as, as as art and culture. We don't even have a ministry. Mm -hmm. So we have a bit of barriers, if I may say, that we need to come together and hope on changing 
our narrative, uh, our position in, in society for what we give. Uh, not that in giving you have to have demands, yeah. but really for the fair. Yeah, that is that, that is for everybody because the state is there to rejuvenate its people. If the economy has gone down, it has to look for ways to almost revamp. Uh, people's uh, ways of lives even before they say how are we now going back into business to rebuild our mm. our economy you know so people can have fundamental things like food and mm. yeah so even for artists fundamental things are like material food to eat so you can stay uh, healthy as a creator yes, yes. yeah so you see we have a big of a, of a stamp, of a block that we need to either come together and claim for our seats at the table mm, yeah. in higher representation offices, mm -hmm. uh, in us mm, at the lower levels of creation as small associations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we still have uh, quite a journey yeah. to. The state will find it easy to s separate us because. Artists are easy to do that. In, in many processes of creation has a lot of individualism, you know. A guy will hide under a cabin uh, underground and paint for like a year when nobody knows. Mm -hmm. uh, now to lead people like that and take advantage of them, it is rather easy. Mm -hmm. But with postmodern times like these where collaborations are everywhere, a film guy can call a, a mural artist in in Canada to have a collaborative uh, thing here, artists can come together in one way or the other, a fashion artist with a, uh, with a, with a painter, uh, which reminds me of my next show that I had envisioned, yes. oh, I have envisioned, yes. that it has to be quite collaborative. And if it is probably a theme by me saying man and nature, but I don't want to go back to the white cubes that are luxurious for artists you know and viewers of high caliber to come to a space but rather team up with uh, younger feminist angled bonera brands if i may say to say how can you come maybe come dress up um, do a fashion statement at an exhibition so it can be uh, call somebody like um, like i know of who's like a young rapper to come and do a piece at the show complementary to the theme a, a bit of more collaborative you see in the process then you get to bridge mm. performing arts with people artists be there asking if musicians can can make millions of money in, uh, in three minutes at the, yeah <laughs> at a wedding why yes. shouldn't a painter go and paint a live piece mm -hmm. at a conference mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and equally make some money uh, conferences are going around they need to be souvenired and, and, and held, documented for the future purpose. So art, we have to start seeing art as, a, as, a, as something, as a ball almost twisting and shifting into the space that it is, as opposed to the days of hiding under, under those, those uh, dingy places to paint for a year. Yes, you know, we have to yes. be out there also on yeah. the lookout yeah. to see the people who represent us. Mm -hmm. What do they say for us, mm -hmm. you know? How can we change this uh, narrative? The people that give, you know, yeah. if they are not from here, how do we ensure we can tap into uh, something that is local philanthropy that I have heard you talk about, mm -hmm. which I found very, my God, very, very influential, very, it could 
possibly take us back to the Renaissance days where the Michelangelo and Da Vinci's painted for kings and queens. They were paid in gold, women, wine, and you know, living, living some a life that is conducive for creation. You know, because if they ask you what inspires you and you can't find it, then how are you going to have create the things that you claim you need to air? Yeah, yeah. So you see, it is a bigger, it's a bigger discussion starting from us to those willing to help to those representing us in yeah. to the state yeah, we really need to bridge and open up a bigger dialogue so with my show i fundamentally want to bring people back to talk about nature yeah. yes yeah. what your forefather ate uh, hard as medicine you know why are we swallowing a pill that is chemicals in a split yeah. second yes, yes, yes. Hmm? without questioning it when the herbs come from africa my friend they <laughs> The rejuvenation that is in, in the earth. Spiritual books say the same, you know. Why have we abandoned them? This whole misconception on what uh, spirituality is. Why was uh, African uh, religious practices demonized? But you see, systems like those have to be talked about first. That's why I love uh, any kind of platform. I get to talk about a little something. Yeah, I'm hoping somebody, somebody is listening will and willing, something. Yes, yes, willing yes, to come yes, and we yes, expound yes. on this, yeah, yeah. this uh, dimension of understanding, mm -hmm. whether it is to grow or be ch channeled and tested. That's what conversation does, really. Yeah. yeah. No, very interesting. And I think what I pick from what you're talking about, going right back to where we started, are how important and interwoven art africa rejuvenation newness is about and yeah and this work must be done it has to and be it done. has to be done by us and it has to be if i can even use you know the christian term it's literally a rebirth it is a rebirth it is getting it is. born again <laughs> it is <laughs> very <to> literally <laughs> it is to be born again that's for yeah, sure yeah, yeah it's a yeah. rejuvenation it's a reincarnation it is all re something you know yeah. and so we are hoping um as civ source collaborating with you to do the illustrations of the book of proverbs to rejuvenate that love of who we are what we are and the ways in which we lived or still live because it's not like you know it's it's long past we still live them yeah it's just we're putting it out there for everyone to see and read and touch absolutely along with the rest of the world yeah, yeah absolutely because i think the world in which we live right now if your thing is not documented it's disappeared and that's the central part again that art can play that it plays a part in not disappearing mm, it is the african yeah. and our african ways of being it is in uh, i mean art is Art and culture go together, whether you want to say it or not. So if it is not documented, it will never be known. Yeah. It will never be. Our forefathers had different ways of passing uh, that information, instilling it to us, whether through fear or creating a whole imagery in your mind after an action or yes. a pleasant gathering. Uh, we, we can gladly say now our children are on TV watching cartoons that are of, not of our... <laughs> Not of our past, if I may say, yeah. uh, teaching, teaching, yeah. teaching all new ways that yeah. that is far from us, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I can gladly say I was lucky because I got in touch a little bit uh, on the round fire places to be told small stories about yeah, who our forefathers were. But I am very highly another reason why I would 
jump on an idea like this because now we get to uh, almost souvenir uh, our culture in form of a booklet you know something you could uh, share with your with your little one to try and understand what it is and how we came from a communal way to this capitalistic world that we are living yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good note to end on. And you promised to play us a tune. Oh, <laughs> so can you get your flute? <laughs> I hope. Uh, I hope my ear. If, if my presence will pressure you, I can um, walk away and have you do your thing. No, really, this is always a flute that I fall back on. And and for the listeners, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a neighborhood where there are children, so I hope, you know, you won't get bothered by the noise. It's We're just in community. Yes. And they, indeed, our podcast, podcast is community. Yes, yes. A little ambience mm-hmm. sound has never hurt nobody. <laughs> we would have loved it was the birds, the sunbirds, yes. uh, you know, singing in the back. But yeah, so here is, uh, I don't really compose much of songs I play for the sake of yeah. the meditational feel of it mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. because it's a side piece and one of the things that i that i i play from mm-hmm. menanga to mm-hmm. to the flute okay. so i hope you enjoy it one way or the other ready steady go <laughs> very much and thank you for your time and yeah. having this conversation with us no. and we look forward to the illustrated book of proverbs yeah. and we shall be sharing this on our media platforms and outlets and we hope you too will share it and yeah let's dig in and and recapture celebrate the spirit the people that we are as africans absolutely till yeah. next thursday so humbled bye-bye